up, everybody? What's up? Welcome to This Is About Movies, oh. podcast where myself, Randy May, and... And myself, Jeremiah May. <laughs> <laughs> what are names? <laughs> <laughs> where we talk about movies, and we have a conversation. We go see a movie in some form or another and then uh we just Most have a conversation time. about it we're not really critiquing the movies although sometimes we do um we like to talk about a lot of things today we're talking about Banshees, Banshees of Inishirin and a PS not a real island I thought it was really yeah he made up a place that makes sense yeah we're talking about this movie today it's a great film if you haven't seen it go see it please before oh, you listen to this episode We'll give you a heads up. You know, if you have it, if you're new to the podcast, we like to ramble on a little bit. We like to let the conversation go where it will, where it will. It has its own force of will. It does. It has life of it, its it own. It goes where we it don't wants. try to stop it. We don't try to stifle it. So, we are but humble uh, if you're here for that sweet, sweet banshees of inner sharing content, <laughs> then I would say once this intro is over, about 45 minutes after that, <laughs> give or take, is about when we actually it's, uh, start talking it's our, about it's our fault. We we separated for the holidays and we came back we and did. started talking and pressed record thinking it would lead into uh, talking about a movie, but it, but it, it took a while. We ended up just <laughs> catching up, talked about the state of the world, uh, you we, know, a whole bunch of stuff. We complained about uh, Southwest Airlines, yeah. and, you know, about, we'll get into a all bunch that. of cool stuff. Yeah. Welcome back. It's good to be back. It has not been a minute for the audience because we've been releasing no. episodes, but it's been a few weeks for us. So yeah. hope you guys like the show today. It's a great, pretty great conversation, I think. Oh, it's a good one. Hey, Randy, what happens when we die? Let me think about that. There's no time to do anything. Yeah. St- stuff just kept happening like the craziest crap. I mean, come on, people, stop. <laughs> I went into work on Wednesday. And I, we normally work Sunday to Thursday as our, as our hours, mm-hmm. our, our days in the office. And um, so I was like, it'd be good to come back from vacation, work for two days, and then be mm-hmm. off for another and then go back for a full week. <laughs> uh, that first day back, man. Got wrecked. <laughs> dude. Like, <laughs> I literally came in planning to do only, like, the the bare minimum, not because I was being lazy, because you know the rest of my team, it kind of already it had already happened, and that should and I, have been all that you. I had didn't to want do. to come yeah. in and take it. No, and it wasn't their fault that I had a lot to do. Yeah, yeah. Like they also had to jump whenever stuff happened. But it was just like uh, they had already prepped everything for what we had to do. We had a, a small shoot that night and another shoot the next day on Thursday. But they were both, by all accounts, very simple shoots. Yeah, <laughs> we'd done them before. No big deal. But when we got back, it was like, cool. I had some meetings in the morning. I had a few things I definitely had to do, but nothing major. I was like, sweet. I'm just going to kind of ease back into this. I don't want to like kill myself first day back. And we had a, a shoot that was like a live stream. And we are we have a lot of equipment for shooting pre-recorded stuff. Like we're pretty set for that type of work, mm. you know. We do have uh, live stream setups, but only in a particular room. We weren't filming in that room. Yeah, and, and you're so, not going to move all that stuff. It, well, we can't because it's like in the yeah. ground and it's you know it's permanent for the most part. 
Yeah, I was gonna say where so, are you like so what we, are you even live streaming where so we that? we just had like a we live streamed from a separate room and we were good to go with like one camera. We took like our mobile camera from the main room, brought it over, used our wireless transmitter to just like mm-hmm. and extended the cable from it a little bit and be like, Okay, cool. It can reach, we're good, we'll just send that signal with the one camera. I met with my boss and the, it's so funny talking about it on the podcast because I'm using words that I don't normally use. <laughs> like, the room, my boss, like all this stuff. Because people on the podcast don't necessarily know where I work. I mean, yeah, that's so good. it's just weird to be like, I don't know. I'm using generic terms here no, to no describe. Use, no use in doxing yourself. <laughs> but the, <laughs> it just feels weird. The man. The man. Uh so anyways, they're like, cool, looks I said, Yeah, I'm just gonna kinda step back. Like they've already got everything in order. My team's good to go. Um, so I'm gonna let them take point. And they're like, Okay, that sounds great. Uh just make sure that we're we film with more than one camera. Ooh. And I was like, No. All right. And immediately my mind was like, Well, there Ooh. goes me sitting <laughs> back out the window because we're not set up for that. Now we you know, we're we've been looking into like set starting a podcast and all this other stuff, and so we've we've been putting together a little setup for that to do video podcast as well and live stream it. So we thought we had everything in order. We got, we were like, okay, we'll just put all that together a little bit earlier than we had planned and should be fine. So we got everything in order, put it all together. And the switcher that we had, which is not one we bought for it. It's just one that we already had was missing one key thing. (laughs) And uh, also we found that like some of the inputs were being wonky. And so the image would flicker and things like that. And so we, mm. we ultimately couldn't use that. So then we had to figure out, okay, we actually have to send all the camera feeds back to where we normally live stream from, which is across the building. <laughs> so we, yeah, it just took, it literally, we spent four hours that afternoon trying to get it to work. And that we finally got it working. And then it was like, okay, hold your breath for the shoot. But it went fine. Everything went fine. It looked good, sounded fine. But it was just like, so like adding one more camera made <laughs> cause so much like chaos because we just weren't, we just weren't, we just didn't have the infrastructure for it. And so we, because we don't normally do that kind of stuff. It was a, it was a new thing. So like blah, anyways. blah, blah. Yeah. More than one camera. Oh yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This was a single camera. <laughs> so anyways, uh, it was funny. Budget, I felt bad because I immediately took charge and took over and I was like, well, cause we just got to get it done. And <laughs> you like run back in the office. Uh, and like, that plan's out the window, boys. <laughs> we're sinking. You we're start sinking. scooping water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the next day we came in, I'm like, all right, well, at least the next shoot is, is easy. I know it's easy. We're using the main room. We're not live streaming. We're just pre-recording. <laughs> We've got everything already set up. It's nothing. It's no big deal. And then it comes in and they're like, okay, so I want to do this. I want to have this stuff on the screen. I want to go here. We're actually filming for seven to eight minutes or whatever, which it's fine. Like it's no big deal, but it just was like, oh, well we need, we need more people for that. (laughs) Like we don't, we don't have enough bodies to actually make that happen because of how our thing is all set up and how many people we had planned to be there for the shoot. <laughs> My arms so I'm call, making feet, calls. It's like, <laughs> I know you're probably busy right now, but can you be here in 30 minutes? You know, that kind of thing. And thankfully we have some great friends, but it just was like, Oh gosh. So yeah, it's a good time. I was going to say it wasn't uh that Thursday. Was that the rainy day? Uh, it was. Yeah. Thursday yes. was the flood. I almost died. Yeah. Going to work. Yeah. 
what the heck? Like I couldn't like I was like, man, lots of only a lot of her like hurricane amount of rain. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then out on the highway, I hit the bridge. We're in like a column of both lanes have like ten cars, kind of close together, and then it just like on top of the hurricane amount of water hitting my windshield. Three more hurricanes of water. <laughs> it just goes, and I was like, and like all every car in front, like you, I couldn't see uh-huh. the cars in front of me. I could just see, like I couldn't even see lights. I could see the glow of red, and then the red got brighter. So I was like, they're in their, t- they're in their brakes. <laughs> So then you slam on your brakes, and then you hope everybody behind you no, slams on theirs yeah. all at the same time. Oh my god! And then we actually did, it was pretty all right. We staggered like every car like a hundred feet apart, and then like trudged along because we're on the middle of that on eighty two that huge bridge. Yeah. So there was nowhere to like pull off the side of the road <laughs> or like pull under a, a bri- another bridge because you're on that. Yeah, you're, on you're that. naked. In the middle of nowhere. That's scary. On that bridge. And you can't see nothing. You go flying off into the, into the river. <laughs> oh, oh man. I was like, oh. oh. Okay. We're, I almost died. <laughs> <laughs> My wife uh, almost got struck by lightning on yeah. her way to work. She was That day? Yeah. So you were probably, she was probably leaving for work around the same time you were. Uh, and I was just getting up around that t- that time because you guys both go in a lot earlier than i do i might have seen the lightning strike uh maybe <laughs> it was like Sh- <laughs> well i mean we had like i remember like waking up because it was intense over our apartment yeah and i mean we get some good lightnings or thunderstorms here and but this one was like louder than anything i've experienced here and i think it was just because it was right on top of us yeah and so she was just down the street over by uh, CJ's, just driving, and then it struck 20 feet in front of her. <laughs> and just, like, ex- explosion sparks everywhere. <laughs> the loudest thing in the entire world. She immediately, like, she said she didn't even, like, think. Like, just instinct took over, mm-hmm. and she immediately turned around. Like, just pulled the 180. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, thankfully, like, there weren't any cars around, and or at least she was able to avoid them, or they were able to avoid her, but... Yeah, she was like, I'm going home. Like, I'm not doing that. Well, I used to to deliver pizza all the time. Mm -hmm. And I think, I I mean, I still don't know. I think I either the car got struck by lightning. I I feel like it struck like three feet outside my driver window. Mm. But I don't, I have no idea. It was just stupid bright. Mm -hmm. Like the loudest thing I've ever heard. And like. It it didn't like concuss me in any way, but it was it was just like like my mind went blank, and I kept driving straight, and I was like, "What was that?" For like three minutes, uh, it was right as I was pulling. Like I just delivered pizza to the base, and I pulled out of like they have like a little outpost where mm-hmm. you get on and off, and it was like getting off. I I for real. Like, I looked back at them. I thought the guards had put an explosive device like a for, like, a firecracker or, or something. <laughs> and they were either playing a prank on me or trying to get me to stop. Or I figured, like, did I do something wrong? And they're, like, 
trying to get me to stop at all costs, like shooting <laughs> at me. Like I was so confused. Yeah. But I, yeah, I mean, after thinking about it, I get, I guess it was lightning. It was kind of drizzly a little bit, huh. but yeah, I mean, just like, so I'm driving, looking straight ahead and out of like the very corner of my eye, like five feet away mm-hmm. out, out my left, just boosh, and I was like, what happened? And like the car was fine. Everything was fine. The road looked fine. They were, and, and that I looked back thinking like they were shooting at me. I don't know. Trying to stop my car. <laughs> I like looked in the mirror back and see like if there were guards like looking at me, like pointing guns at me, nothing. And I was like, like no one else in the world saw this happen. And I'm like, well, I don't know what happened. Was that lightning? Did I make that up? <laughs> <laughs> Did my car just randomly like backfire a huge blast and somehow it was white to my left? I don't know. Like I'm I'm guessing it was lightning. I don't know. I have no idea. But I would also guess that that's what lightning feels like when it does strike. That, I mean, <laughs> that's like, pretty intense. I, I don't know. I, I've never, <laughs> the closest I've ever been to a lightning strike is like one hit the street outside of our apartment. But it that was like, a good, you know, two, 300 feet away, mm-hmm. which is pretty close, but still not, you know, not that <laughs> you're close. Like, so. <laughs> you're like testing your hair. Yeah. Like, <laughs> are we okay? Are we good? <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, uh, we I, have, I mean, I've seen some weird stuff driving. For, yeah. I mean, because you're on the road mm-hmm. 40-ish hours a week. Like I saw one semi just like launch. I guess the tire exploded just right, but then the whole tire it looked like just went straight up. And then it just like started slowly coming back down. And I was like, that's going to hit me. And so I like stopped kind of in the middle of highway 45 uh, again out towards the base, but you're supposed to be going like 60 right there. And I just went, Nope. And I pulled back down to like 20 and it landed like right in front of me. And I was like, yes. <laughs> And like the whole, not the walls of his tire, but like the 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 part that hits the ground, yeah. all of that round part, I just like I don't know if it hit a seam or something weird, but that whole part just came off in one piece, and it oh, just wow. went, shoo, boom, and I was like, <laughs> that's the craziest thing. <laughs> yeah, I've seen some weird stuff. I got weird stories from like every job I've had. I've had a bunch of weird jobs. I worked nine one one for a while. Really, I don't. Have you told me that? Maybe. I got, I got, I, I got. I don't know if I want to hear you. I mean, even like, this, yeah, because it was here. Jeez, no, yeah, <laughs> I don't. That's county. I mean, like people, I had one serious person call in and be mm-hmm. like, uh, so-and-so stole my $20. She was supposed to give me $20 a rock. And I went, excuse me? So-and-so stole my, and I went, no, 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 no. Are you for real reporting that they didn't give you your illegal drugs <laughs> and then she hung up <laughs> was like, what just happened you call, you, your first instinct was to call the cops they didn't get the rock that you purchased yeah, she needs her 20 dollars back i was like that, no you're not for real i saw one the other day it was someone actually last night was just on youtube someone calling 
in and reporting a drunk driver and it was themselves. <laughs> and the person is just like, well, um, do you want to pull over? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, yeah, you pull over. And it's like, what happens? I, should I, should I put on my, uh, my, uh, my flashers and, uh, yeah, bro, and like park the car and, and they're like, yeah, if, that's fine. If you want to, <laughs> you know, that will, it'll help us, uh, Identify find you, yeah. I guess. <laughs> so, dude, I, I watched, uh, yeah, I they, saw sorry, one, uh, <laughs> the way they did it was like, is the driver in front of you? No. Is, is it, are they around you? No. <laughs> like, they're like, is well, where you? is the, and they're like, it, it is me. <laughs> is it? In your body? Yes, it is Good me. Guess. It is me. No, I saw one uh, YouTube video recently. It was uh, like a 19-year-old girl fell asleep at Taco Bell at 3 a.m. Okay. And the line wasn't moving. And oh, then, my gosh. The, and then they, they called the cops. Well, like the, the Taco Bell people. Knock out her window. No, they weren't. She wasn't. Oh, she wasn't waking responding. up. Oh, geez. Okay. So they called like EMT and the cops. And once the cops get there, they beat on the door hard yeah. enough to suddenly pop her out of her stupor. And she's like wide eyed, wide awake. Seems like everything's fine. But then after a while, she's, they're like, turn your engine off, step out of the car. And she's like, huh? Roll your window down. Step out of the car. I can go. It's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> and she's really wide-eyed the whole time, so they, they know something's up. Yeah. Uh, she ends up blowing, like, a .24. Jeez. And she, they're like, they're like, when's the last time you went and had anything to drink? She was like, like, 1030. I was like, four hours ago. And she had, go so she had gone down to a .24. <laughs> Four hours. <laughs> what are you doing? She's like, I was hungry. I was headed back home, and I was hungry. I wanted Taco Bell, and I was real sleepy. Like, yeah, of course you were. <laughs> At least she stopped for food. Goodness. Could have been the end right there. Yeah, she was like, oh, do, do I have to get a job? They're like, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <you do. laughs> Do you know what the legal limit is? 0.08? Do you know what you just blew? <laughs> no. Almost a 0.25. <laughs> She's like, oh, that's that's a lot. <laughs> They're like, yeah, you drank a lot. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I guess I got to go to jail. Then. That's funny. Can you get my purse? <laughs> you get I almost had a chance. My brother is an officer because we just went back. From, to California. Do ride along. I almost had a chance. But <laughs> the only opportunity I had was on New Year's Eve. It was the only time that he was working that I would be available that evening. Mm -hmm. And he was like, mm, you, don't, you uh, don't want to tonight. You don't want to do it tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you sure? I was like, I feel like there's going to be a lot going on. He's like, yeah, it's probably why I shouldn't bring you that night. <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah, not only that, but like, I don't know how... Like He's cop like, cars have to be vomity. He just said he was like, "There's just it's just gonna be real stupid." Tonight. Yeah. So I was like, "Okay," but he he actually told me a story about someone that he had to arrest recently, which is funny because my my brother is new. He's a a new police officer. He's been doing it. He just started this year, and 
it just never really crossed my mind that he would be arresting people. I don't know why. Yeah. I just like <laughs> had I hadn't realized this, but I had sort of like organized police officers into different categories and I just assumed some that like my brother was not the kind that arrests people. <laughs> I don't like no for no reason. I just was like so when he told me that I was like, "Oh, yeah, I guess you do have to do that as a police officer. <laughs> I don't know what I thought you'd be doing, pulling people over for speeding. I, I don't know. I just hadn't really thought about it. Uh, anyways, he's telling me this story, and he said that they were arresting this lady. She was trespassing and was being kind of, I don't know the right word, belligerent maybe. She was getting really mad at them for arresting her. and there was There was other stuff going on that I won't get into, but... And so they got her and they put her in the car and she was yelling at them the whole time. And they were like, this is just kind of, you know, annoying or whatever, but they're just taking, I think they said that their plan was to just kind of like get her out of the area and go drop her off somewhere else and just like mm. talk to her and just let her go. They weren't like going to, cause she was, it wasn't a big enough deal. It was too much work for them to have to actually go through all this stuff. She didn't really like cause too much harm. So it was like, okay. But then she was like, I just crapped my pants back oh, here. Oh, no. And they're like, oh, my gosh. And then it started smelling and all this stuff. And so then uh, they're talking <laughs> to their supervisor. And the person, they're like, hey, this is our plan. We're just going to drop her off. And then they're like, no, no, we got a bunch of new guys down at the at the jail. We need them to, like, get practice, like, booking people and all this stuff. And So bring her in. We'll book her. And we'll get her through the whole process. And then we'll let her go. <laughs> and he's like. Okay, just pants. know that she crapped her pants. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he brought her in to the end. He told the uh, somebody there. He was like, "Hey, that she crapped her pants. You're gonna have to deal with that." And they're like, "What? No! How do? <laughs> so, Why are you bringing her?" Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, oh god. my gosh!" So, anyways, I thought that was pretty funny. But yeah, I was kind of bummed. I I hadn't thought about going on ride along with them, but then I was like, "Well, that could be kind of cool." I was like. You know, I've never done anything like that. So the only, my only frame of reference was heat. Uh, <laughs> heat? No. Well, it, no, actually, it was tra training day and breaking bad. But more breaking bad in my mind was just like, you know, I was like, do I get to ride, in, you know, in the back with a bulletproof vest? <laughs> and he's like, no. Oh. I was like, okay. Well, <laughs> well, why not? Do I get a bulletproof vest at all? Guns? No. Yeah. What's the point of this? There's all kinds of crazy flight stuff. This, oh, they, oh, they this, finally they uh, listened to something. They figured out what Southwest was. I mean, it was basically what you said, but yeah, Southwest is set up point to point. They don't have hubs, right? So yeah, they don't have they don't have pilots just waiting. backup pilots. Yeah. Uh, they don't have backup staff. And what was what preceded everything? Uh, that they had to call stuff off was the thing that they do still have <laughs> is an antiquated telephone system where wherever you end up, you have to call corporate, hang on, wait until they answer, Re report over the phone where you are, ask them where you're supposed to go, then do that for every employee. That's rough. That, the week started... And they were already falling like 10 hours behind. Huh. There were some flights that they needed extra flight attendants on uh -huh. that they had 
flight attendants off duty riding back on the plane that had time they could have filled and they had to cancel that flight, which then made every person on that flight have to call in. Gotcha. And it compounded compounded, 3000 times. (laughs) So that's, that's why when they canceled them, I think it was when me and you talked that one day, yeah, that was, was their Christmas last Eve. day of canceling. But uh, they no, can- sorry, two days after Christmas. They went to, they went ahead and canceled that day is like seventy percent of their flights that day, and they were like, "Tomorrow we will be back to normal," and everyone was like, "How do you know that?" That's how they knew that. Like that was the end of the, mm. the like the end of the shifts, and everyone was then where they were supposed to be to yeah. start tomorrow the correct way. Yeah. That's I had heard nothing specific like that, but I had heard just that it was a lot of old systems and people had talked about the hub thing and yeah, how finally caught up to them. why the other airlines weren't having trouble. Well, like, you can much you can even do storm, what they do so. with the point to point where you can go from a small. That's why they have so many direct flights from small cities to small mm-hmm. cities. But you can do that, but you have to be like on top of your like scheduling game. Yeah, and why like, they haven't made that online or yeah. just like some sort of a... And there was, there was even one of the reporters uh, in the podcast I was listening to, The Daily, I think it's New York uh-huh. Times, and he was like, I was there with the boss, with the CEO six months ago, and they are talking about how they desperately needed to upgrade this system because something like this could happen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, it takes the, the catastrophe to get people to move sometimes. Yep. Yeah, it's kind of funny. <laughs> it's weird how stuff like that happens, though, because they're, like, there's all that craziness with the flights, and then you know, that whole day you just hear people like, I'm never flying Southwest again. Oh, no. And it's like, I mean, if they don't get their if crap it was, together, if it was they may just go. aside from Southwest, I believe people would not use them anymore. But yeah. it's Southwest. Yeah. They're, like, everyone that uses Southwest is, like, I don't know, like, crazy brand loyal, like like people that drive Tesla's. <laughs> Uh, is that true? I don't know. I mean, I guess, I mean, are you going to stop using them? It depends. Cause there were, there were a lot of things that yeah, in, in, involved in I, travel I already beyond the cancellations. Use them so unless I we, have to. we've had really good experience with it, with them because of just like circumstantial stuff. Like yeah. we, when we went on our honeymoon, it was just like the most positive flight experience that we ever had. And Sometimes because they knew it was a honeymoon. Sometimes they didn't know us at all. Uh, but we, we got free flights randomly. They just like came up to the counter. We're like, hey, we've got two, like, we're just going to give away some vouchers today. Anybody interested? And we're like, <laughs> so they did a game like, in the lobby. You're like, yes, like, angel lady. So I'll the be They were like, has anybody like, uh, you know, been married for this long? Anyone been like newly married? And we were the most like newly married. So they were like, uh, free yes, tickets. Right? Like, it was just, like, random, and so we were like, okay, cool. So I think that honestly made us go, man, Southwest is great. <laughs> and it was also, like, right on the tail end of all those, like, stories and cell phone videos of, like, was it Delta or American, like, people punching <laughs> people. Like, oh, yeah, like the, there was all like kinds a, of, like, crazy stuff with other airlines like happening. So Asian it was just doctor who was, like, getting back <laughs> to do surgery. He's like, no, I need this seat. They're like, get off, get off. Yeah, they're like, dude. So all that stuff happens, and we're like, these people are I super think that was nice. United. So it might have been. I don't. To me, they all get mixed up. But <laughs> uh, and I'd flown for business with Delta and American before, and it just was always, it was fine. It just wasn't. I don't know. But anyway, Southwest just seemed like, yeah, you kind of get the whole like 
first come first serve thing, which honestly is not a big deal, but the flights are cheaper and they're fine. Like we ended up rebooking through American and aside from <laughs> the obvious $400. of like them being on time and actually, you know, taking off and not canceling our flight. Uh, aside from that, there were no differences in quality at all. Except Southwest had TVs and American made you use your phone instead. So, yeah, it's like, okay. I mean, there was really no difference. They had the same (laughs) amenities. I'll actually, honestly, Southwest gave out more drinks and snacks. American was pretty stingy with their stuff. Yeah, usually it's like Southwest doesn't serve meals on flights. No meals. I've never been on a flight that serves a meal. I'm not that fancy. No, I have Even I've flown right. first class and they didn't give us a meal. Uh, so. It also depends on how long. Yeah, it was a five-hour flight. They didn't give us a really. Meal. They give us snacks, but uh, uh, no, that's a lie. It was a it was a two and a half to three-hour flight, so they wouldn't do a meal on that one. But yeah, no, I've but been yeah. I've been one to like from here to like from DFW to Germany. Well, yeah, that, that's kind of, they yeah. didn't feed you then. It's like, well, I mean, that like, was you monsters. That was the best. It, it felt like they were just like go down. Well, international flights are well, they would different. like, but they would like start at the front of the cabin and go down and be like, you want anything to drink? And then like start over. Do you want mm-hmm. anything to eat? And then like start over. Do you want anything to drink? Eat, drink. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, let's party. Let's get. I've, yeah, I've never flown international, but my wife has several times, and she says it's like it's just night and day. It's different. great. Yeah, it's really different. You, so. you feel like a like a tiny seated king (laughs) (laughs) with uh, 18 inches and they're like you stand up they're like don't stand up (laughs) okay (laughs) i'll remain seated you'll bring food to me yes yes (laughs) okay all right yeah keep it coming but you know i don't know i was just gonna say i think it's funny because there's like southwest was like who knows what's gonna happen in the next you know few months but it I feel like companies like this, just the way our world is right now, there can be, you know, outcry from the mob, and then we forget about oh, and, it, but and then it, we just go back to Well, normal. yeah, everything also you feels know? like, like, even now, we're talking about it, and we're like, wasn't that, like, two years ago? Yeah, I know. <laughs> it feels forever ago, but it was only just a couple weeks ago. Uh, but then even this stuff with uh, D&D right now, with all uh, with Wizards of the Coast being all they, greedy. and got to stop. Uh, it's unbelievable. It is. You, you can't. <laughs> the stupidity is it's, just. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Like you can't even enforce what you're trying. They have no way to enforce it. Yeah. They're real. They're <laughs> their non goodwill contract relies upon my goodwill paying them an, an agreed amount that they can at any time demand more. Mm-hmm. And then they can use whatever I make. In perpetuity, without crediting me, and charge me a hundred percent of what I made. Yeah, uh, that's in. There's that's insane. You know that's insane. There's yeah. no. And then when they rolled it out, they were like, "You have you have one week to agree. Agree now." And it's yeah. like, no, absolutely not. You know this is insane. You well, did, so, there's no uh, way. It, apparently, it leaked. I didn't realize it was it, that it leaked. I thought it just came out. Um, but apparently, what came out was actually a leak. And a lot of people think that they were trying to make deals with some of the bigger, like, players in that publishing side of thing, like, sort of like the private publishing. Yeah. Um, I mean, but even, but, in, even in doing that, you have to set it in stone first, right. not 
right now we're demanding 25%, but we can, we reserve the right to up that anytime yeah. we feel like it. Well, they released a new statement that was like, hey, that was, you know, you know, the whole like, that was we've, a, we've listened that was to your, our customers. <laughs> we, you know, that was just a preliminary version. That was never meant to be the final version. And you're like, okay. Mm-hmm. And there's a part where they said, we never had any, it never even crossed our mind that we would take people's creations and use it for our own thing and so people on reddit were like took that statement and then it was like see this statement in this the, the contract that they put out and it's very clearly just like we have the right to take your stuff and use it um people i watched some youtube they, videos where people were bringing specifically up called out like we not only will we not pay you for it mm-hmm. we won't even credit you are you serious <laughs> Like, your stuff's so good. It's so good. I'm going to use it. Okay, cool. Can I get, like, a... Can you give me, like, a, sh- can you give me like a shout-out? Yeah. No, no. Unfortunately, the mechanics that we have in place, you agreed to... No. Get out of here, man. It, feel, it feels like the people at Hasbro are just like, we you want know what? more money. We want more money today. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like, what is this Magic the Gathering thing that we own? Ah. Uh, I see, no, I get see, rid of those people that I are in there the trying to make a good a game. a lot of money, yes. more <laughs> than this D and D. What is this? I've never heard of this. No, like they're doing the same thing with Magic. Like they're just like, like they've like I didn't play for years and yeah, then I recently Magic, came Magic's back to been it. Pushing out like you know, like they push them out all the time, like a new thing every time. Yeah. It's a new set, so it feels like they're. I mean, D and D, the core base of it is a free game that you play yeah. with other people. So it feels like they're trying to be like, what? What? Why isn't that making as much as this thing? (laughs) (laughs) We need to make money off of these people. And they bought D and D Beyond, which turned that free game into a monthly subscription. Yeah, I know. Even though it's only five bucks, but everyone that pays five bucks gets unlimited character sheets. They get pre-made for you. Yeah. So then they want they want everyone that plays D and D to get five dollars, like. Give me that dollar a month. Give me that two dollars a month. D D was such a good. T- that's a, I've seen this so many times recently with things that I love, where something, a company that makes something I like will get bought out, and then and this continues. Everyone knows this thing. They get bought out by someone who just sees them as dollar signs, and then for whatever reason guts them, and like strips them for parts instead of seeing like the full potential of like <laughs> you could be making way more money by letting the company continue to go as is like like give them the tools they need to be better and then make more money like le- like seriously no no they're like i don't understand we paid four billion strip them from parts pump out more stuff and it's like it's like almost like a predatory thing where they just see them as competition and not like potential allies I don't know. I, I'm not in that business world, so I just don't understand the thinking behind it. I feel like yeah, there's got to like be there's some definitely no ally to it at there's all. There's got to be it's some like, benefit to it that they're that like stripping the company, like even just like with Asmodee. Well, well, it like, feels like it's like short term, like like it's short term focus rather than long term focus, right? Because like, they don't understand what they're buying. It'll, well, it'll be say, like, oh, they're a competitor. We went up three percent this quarter. Do three and a half next quarter. It's like, but we. Bought out Marvel, Disney. It's like you can't buy out a Marvel again. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure you can. Find another Marvel. Uh, DC. <laughs> 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 I don't know what you want. <laughs> yeah, there. I don't know. Like with that, uh, my one of my favorite board game companies was Fantasy Flight Games, and they just were like, 
killing it for years. Just like almost everything they came out with was a home run. Almost not everything, but even their like stuff that was sort of duds were way better than a lot of other things coming out. <laughs> so it was just like I just was super loyal to that company. I loved the stuff they're coming out. They got a real a bunch of really great opportunities. They got deals with Star Wars. They got deals with World of Warcraft. They got deals. With, I mean, they've had a deal with Lord of the Rings. They're you know main publisher for. Uh, HP Lovecraft stuff, so a lot of Call of Cthulhu, Call of Cthulhu content, things like that. They just have a lot of good. I want. I want. Star someone, Wars. They have Game I of Thrones. I want someone at home. They have to like, s- to think that Randy said that in the incorrect way, and I want to point out that Lovecraft said it's unpronounceable. So, so me pronouncing it wrong <laughs> and then wrong again. Wrong again. Yeah. Wrong <laughs> is wrong and right is wrong because it's unpronounceable. Right. Call of Cthulhu. So I, I pronounced it correctly. <laughs> correctly. Any way you say it is right is and wrong. wrong at the same time. So. <laughs> it's the call of Cthulhu. <laughs> I'm going to start changing it every time every I say Thursday, it. Every Thursday, yeah. Yeah, anyways, they their creator was sort of wanting to do his own thing, or the creator of that company. And Asmodi comes in, you know, the big massive conglomerate that comes in and swallows up board game companies whole and then, <laughs> you know, moves on, came in and was like, hey, we'll buy you. And they were like, okay. So they sold it. And it was almost immediately you started seeing a lot of negative things happening with the company. Just a, a lot less attention to detail and quality. Not necessarily with the products, but like with the types of products that they were making. I was going to say, you what's, started what's seeing the equivalent like, of microtransactions in, in the board game? Right, space. yeah. <laughs> well, you just started seeing like, hey, every game you have, even if it's like only came out like a year or two ago, is now getting a second edition. Second edition. And it's like, well, what about all this? St- and a lot of their games are not just like one you buy one box and you're done. It's like you buy one box and then they keep releasing expansions, mm-hmm. which is part of the fun of those games. But when they go, all right, we're releasing a second edition. Your other stuff doesn't count anymore. And you're down to, like, it's and you've, 17 races. You get four. It's yeah, cool. Or whatever, you know. It's like, and, and to their credit, they tried to fight that a little bit by saying, hey, here's a, a box that, like, converts your content to the new. <laughs> and it's like, okay, that's fine. I appreciate you doing that. Just remember, but everything's also, multiplied by 2.3. what 2. was 3. wrong with the other edition? <laughs> like, the other edition was fine. Like, there wasn't any, like, real reason Aside from let's release a new product, yeah, to go get, to another, yeah, day. To so it's just money, yeah. stuff like that. And then, then they came in, and then they're every it's what's sad is like you see them like their PR team trying to put a positive spin on everything, <laughs> like we're gonna be handing off our whole Star Wars RPG line to a different company who can really focus on this, and you're like. No, it's being taken from you, <laughs> and you're just having to figure out what to do with it. And it's like our only new Star Wars game this year is a is a. Uh, really phoned in deck builder <laughs> and you're like okay great and if you have you remember those really good star wars games that you had like like really good games whatever happened to support for those and I'm like no those are all dead now it's like oh man and you knew something was wrong because they came out suddenly without notice they were like their biggest property is like twilight imperium it's like their main their main thing like, because that's kind of what put them on the maps. This big, massive space board game. Third edition had been serving them well for a long time, but then they were like, uh, fourth edition. Fourth edition's coming out. <laughs> it's going to be great. And they're like, it's $150, which to those of you who aren't in the board game scene, that is expensive, but it's not that expensive. <laughs> <laughs> I can point you at other board games that are more expensive. It's a hobby. What are you going to do? So... They come out with this game and it's great. It came out like five years ago, six years ago, maybe. That's uh, really good. And then, you know, 
all the Asmodee stuff starts happening. And then they're like, there hadn't been any word on an expansion or anything. And then they're like, we have an expansion coming and it's coming out real quick and it's a hundred dollars. And you're like, what? So a hundred dollars for an expansion is expensive. And then they started telling everybody what was in that expansion. And you're like, holy crap. Like this is like five expansions worth of content in one box. And we're like, this is amazing. Wait, they're trying to get all their ideas out before everything goes down, goes under. And so when that expansion came out, you're like, oh my goodness, there's so much stuff in here. And some, some of it seems like really well, like put in. And then other stuff feels like a little bit, like they had a good idea, but they didn't have time to like really flesh it out, which is fine. It still works. But it was like, this was their last stitch. They wanted to like push out one last thing for their main, their main property before they, hundred dollars, get it now. Start laying people off or whatever. But anyways, so yeah, that company's like a shell of itself. A shell company? Yeah. <laughs> I almost wonder if this needs to just be a non-movie catch-up episode <laughs> where we're just like, because uh, we've been on a break, basically. You've, the podcast has continued, but <clears throat> we've been on a break. So we're catching up with each other, trying to figure out what's going on in our lives. Yeah. And also talk talk shop about the state of the world, apparently. <laughs> And warn people about lightning because it's scary. You get struck by it. You can. And then you don't know. Who knows what happens? What happens? No one's ever been hit, so we don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I did have someone tell me. I asked people after my wife told me that. I was like, what happens if you get, like, if lightning hits your car? Does it, like, go through the car? Or does it go through you? Or how does it? Usually it causes shell. And that's what uh, they were like, yeah. We had friends and who got wheels hit. Are, your wheels are all rubber, so it's grounded too. Yeah. So they got hit, and their car just immediately died. It just <laughs> dead. And uh, but they were fine. Yeah. And they were like, as far as we know, <laughs> I was like, who knows what happened to their brain? Wait, like maybe they're different point, now. Point at me and like cross your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> cross your eyes. Or no, wait, don't. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, I haven't tried. Maybe I have superpowers. I don't know. Maybe. It didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> what were you attempting to do? I don't know. Something. <laughs> Anything? Well, hey, come uh, on in. Come on in. We're we're real casual right now. Hey. We've been So I say we're real casual. We've been talking for like 45 minutes, and which is not the longest intro no. or preamble to an episode Previously, Robbie just walked in. But we literally yeah, haven't even friend mentioned of the, podcast, the title of the movie. We actually haven't talked about the movie yet at all. So far, we're just playing catch up. We're trying to decide if this is going to be its own episode <laughs> where we just like catch up with each other <laughs> or if it's going to be its own thing. But then I see we're only 45 minutes in and, and our regular listeners know that this is yeah, nothing. That wouldn't so, be that long. I mean, I've talked longer about Star Wars. Yeah. And, 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 and <laughs> then it's been like left so. in for 40 minutes where we then... Like switched over to Amsterdam or something. Exactly. <laughs> oh yeah, no, this is still the episode. It's still the it's still the same episode, I think. <laughs> Robbie doesn't have a microphone, but if you want to use one of ours to say hi to everybody, you can. Hello. Oh. I don't it know if you heard m- that. It might have come. It might have picked you up. It might not have. Anyways, he said hi if you didn't hear him. Well he said hello. He, oh, sorry. He said hello. Let's get that. Let's get that real straight. You have to repeat everything. <laughs> we, um, he asked if we had to repeat everything. <laughs> <laughs> he said he's going to say things, and then we'll have to repeat what he says. <laughs> so what are we talking about today? Something about banshees. Banshees? We're talking uh, about the, the, the banshees of Inishirin. The vehicles in Halo, The right? nice 
double sh sound the flying ones it's great isn't it <laughs> i liked it a lot i haven't seen in bruges which i know i should but i've been told that it's similar is it the same same director okay so i didn't know this but apparently sting directed it huh like no someone said okay okay now i feel dumb so then it was a joke <laughs> <laughs> wow amazing it's a theme this year apparently he robbie <laughs> Just, yeah, I didn't even think about that. That's hilarious. <laughs> okay, we're about to do a short, a quick spoiler for Banshee's of Sheeran, The Menu, and Bones and All. So yeah. maybe just jump ahead for a, f- a few minutes if you don't want this, but <laughs> it, apparently there's a theme of, of loss of fingers. Losing, uh, we're losing fingers this year. And I mean, to be fair, in Banshee's, he, he loses more than one. He does. I was actually surprised. That was one of those things where, you know, when a movie, like, takes a turn that you really didn't expect. Yeah. Like, tonally. <laughs> like, when he said it, I was like, okay, yeah, not he's not actually... That. He doesn't actually mean that. Because if he did mean it, then this movie would be way different than, like, what it feels like it is. Yeah. And then he throws the finger at the door, and you're like, okay, this movie is way different <laughs> than what well, I then, thought well, it was. Well, then not only that, but it shows <laughs> him, like, playing going. his fiddle later, yeah. and he's, he's sort of off, and yeah. you're like, oh, that's terrible. And then he's like, the next time you talk to me, I'm cutting all the rest of them off. I'm not doing one at a time. And you're like, no way. And then he does that. And you're like, now no, you he, can't play the fiddle. I know. And then he's just like shaking his fiddle in the air, like yeah, in said, time with the rest of the guys. such a good time doing it. <laughs> it's like, yeah, boys, keep going. Yeah, all right. Yeah. And oh you're like, gosh. okay, apparently. Like, okay. He, he, li- he likes this life that he does. <laughs> I need to go back to the sting thing because I feel like I deserve to be shamed for this. But I was watching an interview yeah, what, or a video they, with someone and someone in the comments like said, man, it's crazy like how successful Sting's directing career has oh, like, okay. gone so far. Yeah, and I was I mean, like, kind really? Is like Sting the director of this movie? And I was like, that's crazy. And then I didn't do any research. <laughs> I just was like, that's cool. But apparently that was sarcasm. and they Just, were just that he kind of looks like. So I mean, there you go. I'll, 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 give, it, I'll give it to you. He, look, he looks similar. I don't know if I've seen Mark McDonough. McDonough. I don't know if I've seen him. I was watching a video. I mean, if you, I th- if I said, you said he looks like Sting, I'd be like, yeah, okay. Okay. Not the wrestler Sting. The <laughs> <laughs> the, the, oh, the sting. sorry. Yeah. That's actually what I thought we were doing. <laughs> the singer sting. <laughs> okay. Robbie put the the list was in order of fingers lost that he made. So how many were in the uh, menu? That's good. Just one. Just one. I mean, technically, in bones and all, they probably lost more fingers. We just only <laughs> see. Technically, in bones and all, it was <laughs> all. Fingers. Hundreds of fingers. <laughs> Hundreds of fingers. <laughs> it's true. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I technically didn't even get the whole finger. True. <laughs> only the only degloved the finger. <laughs> uh, you you watched a lot of movies over this break that we had. I only saw two movies. What did you um, watch? I saw well this one. <laughs> that is one and i <laughs> was hoping to watch something on the plane and i got an opportunity to on the way back and the only movie that seemed worth watching that was free on the airline thing because i had movies downloaded on my phone 
but uh, then be- <laughs> to con- to console our child on the flight, my wife had downloaded a bunch of Elmo Elmo's World episodes. So you're and da- somehow you're downloaded up to our max and mine got like pushed or something. So when I went to like watch it, it was like, this is no longer available. You've reached your max limit of downloads. And so but, it's been but, removed. And I was like, what? <laughs> but learn to count to three with Elmo. You I know. You can watch Elmo about. if you want to. So anyways, I just read a book <laughs> or I read some book. I read a piece, uh, part of my book and then a piece of my book. <laughs> I tore a piece off and I read that. I, it's like this piece is I watched, <laughs> um, the Causeway, uh, with uh, Jennifer Lawrence, is an A twenty four movie, of course. Um, <laughs> did that just come on? So I don't know what it's on, but uh, I know oh, it's Apple. Apple, I think. Yeah, yeah. that just um, came on Apple. It was all right. Good performances, but honestly, I think the story kind of felt a little bit like I've seen this movie before. Sometimes, I don't, I don't sometimes know. that's okay. Yeah, it was fine. It just yeah, it felt kind of like especially if you okay. do something different. It was a it. bit melodramatic. <laughs> like not terrible but a bit to the point where it's like this movie's a sad movie where people just kind of stare into the distance and they are sad and there's like isn't this shot beautiful <laughs> this person just being sad and looking off here's another one Ooh. how about one more and you're like okay is anything gonna happen in this movie or <laughs> okay they're gonna they're gonna she's gonna clean a pool Ooh. And it's going to be at a really nice house. It's going to look nice. It's going to be calm and serene. And she's going to pause for a second. And she's going to stare off in the distance and just be sad. But you're not going to know why she's sad. That's for later. And then they reveal it and you're like, okay, yeah, it's pretty rough. But like, I mean. This is reminding me of a pretty good episode of Love, Death, and Robots. See, yeah, okay. I mean, yeah. But it's like it's the whole movie. And then she meets <laughs> another sad person who also stares off in the distance and sad. But they have a drinking problem because of it. And or their, their problem is like because of their drinking. Their problem is like, hey, this is the problem I have, and they're like, man, that sucks. And then later, this also it's like, sounds like Silver Linings Playbook. Hey, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't tell you the whole thing about my problem. It's worse than that. And you're like, oh shoot, okay. Hey, remember when I told you I told you everything? Yeah, there's, there's one more thing, it. and you're like, okay, come on, guys. Like, you're not like one upping each other's sadness. That's basically what this movie feels like. Oh yeah, I'm being I'm being really harsh. I went to the grocery it, store it was and didn't movie. have enough dollars. I, it did. <laughs> oh, I've never not had enough dollars. Uh, I'm being too harsh, but they the the two main actors in it are great. I don't remember the the guy's name, <laughs> but yeah. Probably, then there's this great scene. There's a great scene where the the one of the characters has been talking about their brother this whole time, but you've never seen their brother, and then you find out their brother's in prison. You're like, <gasps> okay, so she goes to visit That's her sad. brother, and then out of nowhere, he is also deaf, and so oh, they sign to each other. <laughs> And it's like, that's what it feels like. It feels like, <laughs> oh, it's just one more rough thing in your life. That's why it just feels weird because it's like, okay, and they don't subtitle it. And it's a long conversation. So you're just watching for like maybe and five minutes of people it? signing and there's no subtitles. And it's like, okay, I guess I can just read into this whatever I can <laughs> guess at their facial expression. Something, something really Which sad. sometimes having no so subtitles sad. is fine, but this one just was like, okay, hold on. You didn't mention that he was deaf. It doesn't really have anything to do with if it's if it's longer than like before, which is fine. Blah but blah, like, blah blah like two back and forths. You gotta give me subtitles. It just felt like suddenly their acting turned into like pretty strong emoting because they were like trying to like get across what they were saying. 
I, I also went back and watched Coda. Oh, made, yeah. That made me cry. Was it good? It was pretty good. Was the best picture good? <laughs> no, not to be, but I could see how it would for some people. Yeah. Especially like music y people. There's, her parents are both deaf and she really wants to be a singer. And you're like, this is kind of a trite story, right? But it has this, it has this one really good part where she's like the main singer at her high school chorus thing, her and one other guy, and they have like this duet on stage and it's, it's, um, it's like wowing everyone, but they show it to you from the perspective of the parents mm. who can't hear her. Uh. So the whole thing's cut. You can't hear the two people on stage. And they're like they're kind of like looking around, like they don't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. And then like other people, they see other people like, like maybe tearing up or like really getting into it. And they're like, "Oh, okay, she must be really good." And then like by the time the song's done, there, you're excited, even though you didn't hear any of it. And you're like, "Oh, she's good. Everyone loves her. She's really good." And then uh, they sort of play the opposite of that, right? Kind of right after it. Where her father is just like amazed that she can sing so good. And he's like, he like takes her aside and takes her out outside, like kind of late at night. And he's like, sing, like sing to me. And you're like, why? And he just, he gets like right in her face. Uh, and is just like watching her and like puts his hands on her throat and mm-hmm. like feels it. And like I bawled. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and like while well, as he's feeling her throat, he's like feeling the Yeah, the vibrations. Yeah, the vibrations. And, stuff, yeah. and he's getting a little teary eyed and you're mm. just like, Oh my god. That's heavy. Yeah, it's good. It's good though. That's a cool way though to experience all that stuff. This one just kind of felt like like I said, oh, it, it's it feels like maybe the, <laughs> I, again, I watched this on a plane on my phone because they didn't have screens on this flight. Yeah. So you had to use your phones. So it was like, okay, maybe I missed something. It's loud on planes, so it's possible I missed some context clues. You know, I'm also there's a child. I had to pause the movie every so often. So it wasn't the best viewing experience. <laughs> so I, I may just have missed something. But it did feel kind of like they were just trying to normalize. They were like, hey, let's just make them deaf. Like, cool, okay. But then it just, because the movie felt like they were trying to one-up each other's sadness... It just felt like, oh gosh, okay, now you have a deaf brother. Well, it, yeah. it, it just felt like that. And then the fact that they sat there for five minutes and talked, and you're like, well, the, oh, this is an interesting choice. And then you're like, okay, well, I just feel weird. Well, yeah, but that's what it turns into. <laughs> like with with fiction, I don't know when you're when you're making a movie and you're like, well, we could have some diversity in this. Like, get a deaf guy. With fiction, everything has to be for a reason. Like that's just how fiction stories work. Mm-hmm. So when you bring in a deaf guy, it's like, well, why, why is he deaf? Why, why are we talking about this deaf guy? Mm-hmm. And that, like, even if it's not about that, the person watching it goes, oh, why, why are we talking about this deaf guy? Well, I think they're just trying to make it so that it's like, he is not his deafness, you know? And so that was just, That's it was attempted to just be like, yeah, he's deaf. What's That's the big fine deal? <laughs> in real life, but with a fictional story... That's, I mean, I'm sorry, but that's not how <laughs> fictional stories work. Like, yeah. Well, we do naturally as an audience tend to go, oh, I want to quickly categorize each character. This is the this type of person, and this is this type of person, just so for right. our ability to kind of keep everybody straight in their minds. And so, yes, it does. he does become the deaf guy when 
Yeah, and that he was not that sucks. before. He was the and that's druggy that suck, before. But that know, sucks. That that's how like <laughs> some fictional stories are. But I don't know. I don't. I don't know how we. I guess the only way to get past it is to like just start putting deaf people in stuff, and then like, mm-hmm. oh he, oh it's this movie's deaf guy. Like it'll just turn into that, right? I think that's what they're trying to do. Is just be like, yeah, this character's deaf, but it's not like a big thing. It's just the, who it is, and that's fine with me. Like I said, it's fine. It was more just like the awkwardness of being a third wheel in the conversation. <laughs> like a few, like a minute of it, a minute or two of it, where I don't know what they're saying and I kind of get the gist is fine. But the longer it went on, the more complicated the conversation got. And I, it was yeah, harder yeah, for me to lost. follow <laughs> You might what was actually being said. Because I, wonder, I wonder if it had like closed captions turned on somewhere and you had them turned off or something. Well, close. so subtitles that are in are baked into the film are not closed captions. Like they're going to be on there regardless. Yeah. It's possible, I guess that I had something turned off and everyone <laughs> else is like, what are you talking about? You everyone I'm over there. Like, uh, I don't know. I don't anyway, know it doesn't matter. About. But I, yeah, I only watched those two movies, but you said you watched a bunch of stuff. Oh, watched a bunch of stuff. Oh, Robbie's got a, a finger up. What's he got? Could I? Were there subtitles that I just missed? Uh huh. <laughs> uh Ravi says uh the that uh he thinks it's funny that we're talking about how this movie was or Causeway is about one up each other's sadness. When uh, that literally uh, is but what But then Banshees this movie, is. Banshees of Inishirid, is basically <laughs> just like you know, my problems are bigger than yours type of a thing. <laughs> are we, are we What's that? That's in there. I didn't really see it as that. It's different in the I don't know. Even in Causeway, they're not intentionally trying to like one up each other. It just feels like that with the way the movie is played out. It's kind of like very different. Causeway is not funny. <laughs> it's literally thousand mile stare. Is it thousand mile or thousand yard? Thousand yard stare. The whole movie. Like <laughs> there's probably more shots of people just staring off into the distance than there are any other type of shot in the film. Yeah. The well, the director talked about. I saw him comparing uh, Banshees to In Bruges, and he was like, In Bruges was more like a comedy with drama highlights or high mm-hmm. points, but for this one, I tried to make it dramatic, but with comedy high points uh-huh. and, and Banshees. Yeah, it's, uh, like I love his little donkey. Yeah, <laughs> I know, but then when the donkey dies, it's so sad. I'm um, just like, but yeah, but that's like, what like that's what puts him like yeah. that's what puts him over the top, and he's like, all right, I'm gonna kill this dude. Yeah. <laughs> And like that, that's the final straw that turns him. I mean, he starts off their friends, and it, really, it starts off at the fight, like like the start of the fight. And one guy doesn't even know they're fighting. Yeah, and I love the intro for five minutes. It's are you rowing? I yeah. don't know if we're rowing. <laughs> Do you think we're rowing? Did he say anything to you about rowing? We're not rowing. Oh, we're not rowing. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, what's this about? I don't like you anymore. What? <laughs> Every conversation they had about Colin Farrell's character, about him being dull or yeah. <laughs> or dumb or simple or anything like that, that he's in, and he's always like, <laughs> like, do you think I'm simple? And just sit, no, of course I love, not. And I then love, <laughs> I love it. It's so good. He's talking to his sister yeah. and he goes, I at least know that I'm smarter than someone on the island. And she goes, yeah, whatever. What'd you say? <laughs> No, he makes some comment, and she's like, don't be stupid. Don't and be he's stupid, like, yeah. huh? And just leaves it on him being like, <sighs> what? <laughs> no. 
and God, it's so good. And what what's weird about it is how he writes his stories. He does he doesn't have this all planned out. Like he'll sit on like they were talking about him being on the island, and they're like, hmm, what's he? He's gonna threaten to cut off his finger, and they're like, but he plays the fiddle. He's like, yeah, he's gonna threaten to cut off his finger. And, like, that became what it was. He was, like, mm-hmm. sitting there that day coming up with that. That's crazy. But, like, I don't know. Like, it's so it's so perfect. Or he'll write himself into corners. Even Colin Farrell was like, it seems like his favorite thing to do is write himself into an impossible corner and then come up with some way that just makes sense and he gets out of it. And, he just, <laughs> and it's just like, of course that was meant to be. Like and he, that's just the crazy way that this this guy writes and directs. Mm. Um, but yeah, like cutting off your own finger, like like your nose despite your face. But like he wants to play the fiddle, but he hurts himself, and like he can't play the fiddle anymore. Yeah, because he just wants the other guy to shut up so much. <laughs> Which I mean, initially feels like he's just being you know dramatic, and it's no big deal. And obviously, he does. I mean, yeah, and, he, on the and threat. he is depressed. But, but the the moments in the the confessional where they're kind of light at first, and he's talking about the silly things that he's you know wants forgiveness for, but then he, the guy's just like, "How's the how's the despair?" And he's like, mm. "It's back. Yeah. It's it's you know not not so much as of late." It's like, "Oh, okay." But then they move on very quickly to uh, also, "Did you? Why aren't you talking to so and so?" And he's like. Oh God! Okay, like now we're gonna <laughs> gossip here in the, which that whole thing, and then <laughs> with the priest, like or, or the father, like you know, <laughs> barging out of the confessional and cursing him out, and then he's like, "Okay, that next." Guy looking at <laughs> yeah, you're gonna get what's coming out. <laughs> <laughs> what do you what do you okay. say? I guess, uh, but I like that it can. I'm dip not. Into, I'm not. Con- I'm not forgiving you until next time. He's yeah. like, "Well, I better not die in the meantime." <laughs> I'm not forgiving you. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I I do love how it feels like such a small thing that that escalates into this conflict that is like how I don't even know how to like get out of it because there's certain points where you're like, guys, just like figure it out. (laughs) Just kiss and make it. And then it's like, okay, you've gone so far now that it can't be done, which I mean, I get there. It's mirrored with the civil war happening in in ireland that's basically you know a fight over nothing you know one day one well, side I mean, decided they didn't yeah, like the other but even and like, then it just builds and builds and then there's history they, but and they then there's started off, actually to hate people for it you know like the donkey they, died they started like off as friends thing. and they yeah. were on the same side and yeah. then by the end of the movie this like everyone on the island said he was the nice guy yeah he's an he's enemy like an enemy he's yeah. his enemy and he's like well you burned my house down i guess that makes us quits and he's like uh no, if yeah. you just stayed inside of it, it would have. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, like I'm coming to kill you. Like Ugh. I am your enemy now. Yeah, so it, like he Walter White did. <laughs> <laughs> Colin he Farrell Walter White <laughs> in this movie. He went from being like a nice dull guy, and now his soul, like his sister, moves on. His donkey's died. The only thing this guy's living for is to murder that <laughs> other dude. <laughs> Robbie, come over here and speak into the microphone. I don't want to keep interpreting for you. <laughs> okay, well then speak in the microphone. 
Say hello to the people. Here he comes. Hello, everyone. <laughs> oh. Hello. There you go. <laughs> he was really here the whole time. We didn't. What do you got to say? Towards the end of this movie, I thought to myself, this is a much better version of what Todd Phillips was going at with Joker than Joker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yeah, well, yeah, very well, different. D- well, don't worry. There's going to be a Joker, too. So maybe, <laughs> maybe he'll get around to... Speaking of Joker, that Bo is Afraid trailer, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> cool. I don't I don't know. I mean, I saw it. Uh, I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Uh, bye, Robbie. Bye. Thanks for stopping by. Um, but Banshee's... Uh, so, okay. Colin Farrell. Colin, what about? He's a simple man. He he's a simple man, but he's also the penguin <laughs> in the Batman. But and, but uh, I also I also like I his. Uh, he's completely different. <laughs> like this friendship between Colum and uh, oh, what's his name? Colin Farrell's character. I don't remember. Fin- f- something like Phineas, but that's not quite right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's contrasted with him in that. He, I mean, Colum's like an older, smarter guy. Yeah. And then it's contrasted with Colin Farrell's character being older and smarter than what's his name, Dominic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who's like a real idiot and like really young. But he's not an idiot. But he, do, but he does. I mean, neither kind of is. He's Colin just Farrell's weird. Yeah. Character. Well, no. Well, I don't know. I mean, they're both dullish. Like they're not going to talk about the most like <laughs> intellectual things yeah but i would i would say i'd say dominic's probably more dull or more simple mm-hmm. especially like especially in a conversational format but uh, what well one i do like that they're talking about that and then he goes well yeah touche he's like to where touche from the french and he's yeah. like oh no i'm the dullest yeah. one <laughs> That's what I mean. He has a lot of like little moments. Dominic does where he says things like that, and you're like, "Oh, okay." He, I mean, but once, once, but he also is just odd. That's the kind of thing I think. That's why people think, "Oh, yeah, he's just." I just don't talk to him ever because he's weird. Whereas, yeah, but uh, I Colin mean, Farrell's character is Colin like, Farrell's character. He's just nice. Well, but but there's not much. But depth. in his niceness, he's kind of dull. But when he right. gets drunk later on, and then right, yeah, he, he gets mean and he gets like really logical. He actually has things to say. Yeah. yeah, and he and like really pointed and mean. And then like the other guy even calls like, <laughs> oh, I kind of like him now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even though it, it even came out kind of dumb what he said, he's like, seventeenth uh, century musicians. Everyone knows Mozart. Well, not me. So that's a point not in your favor. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, yeah, I mean, that's it. pretty good, yeah. <laughs> I do love when his sister comes in and is like, he's not an 18th century, he's 17th century. Or I think it was opposite. Was it the other way yeah, around? he said 17th. Uh, yeah, well, anyway, she comes in with the correct answer. And yeah, then just it, like, he is you 18th. You idiots, you're all idiots. And then she yeah, and like, when she even points that out later, it's like, yeah. dull, you're all dull. You're on a stupid island in the middle yeah. of nowhere and none of you make any sense. <laughs> and then he's like, hmm, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but, but yeah, uh, but he's with a younger kind of duller mm-hmm. guy and he just doesn't want to be around him he doesn't want anything especially the like the first night they're together when he can't hang out with Colum and they're getting drunk together and he's just like i don't i don't care about that and he's like what about your sister you see like you've seen your sister and he's like 
don't talk to me about it. I don't want to talk about any of this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please stop talking about anything. Just stop talking. Something I I loved uh, happened towards the end was when he's writing a letter to his sister who has at this point left the island. Mm-hmm. And we already know that Dominic has like basically professed his love to her and she's denied him. And then we see a like sort of like out of focus figure on the cliff with her brother that's waving goodbye as she like leaves the island. And I think at that time you probably assume it's the the woman, the older woman that's kind of the the banshee. But I think it may have actually been Dominic because then they say later that they found him. He writes in the letter and he's like, oh, hey, the only thing that's happened, the only news is that that Dominic was found drowned in the lake. And yeah, it's sort I, of the like... The first time watching it, I thought that was uh, Colm. You thought it was Colm? Yeah. I just don't and, know if he had any this, reason to say the, goodbye I, to her. I watched so. it this morning to like reprep myself for it. Okay. And I, on the second time watching it, I figured it was the old lady. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was the old lady, but then I think it may have just been Dominic because I think Dominic maybe. went back down to that lake thing and was trying to use his uh fancy stick to get something. Maybe. I just assumed he killed himself. I oh, thought that yeah, I thought that maybe. was the implication. And then which made it well, worse because the old lady had the stick, so I assumed that had something to do with it. Oh, she did? Yeah. I didn't even notice that. Uh yeah, she was using it as a walking stick. I imagine she probably just found it. I mean, yeah. You know what I mean? Not like she she killed him. But but like she knew knew he was dead and she went and grabbed the stick. And no one seems to know. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. I I thought that was interesting because, you know, her brother doesn't know that Dominic loved his sister. And her sister's now like gotten away from the island and all this stuff. And Dominic's like, or not Dominic, but Colin Farrell's character just like, Hey, I have some news, you know, here's some news. And it's like the worst news for her, you know, because then she feels responsible. But we don't ever get to see her response to it, which is interesting too. Um, There's just a lot of, I don't know, it's a movie that's like very simple on the surface that has a lot of depth to it that I love when it sort of reveals that in these little moments. And you're like, oh. Mm -hmm. The first time through, it was very much about, like the whole story was about, what these two guys were doing to each other mm-hmm. and this and like how the end of a relationship hurts the one involved it hurts the ender it hurts the other person in the relationship and then they can accidentally hurt each other multiple times like in trying to end it and then trying to find the, a new normal after the relationship is done mm-hmm. and then but the second time through like watching it this morning, uh, I was really struck more about how alone everyone was. Even 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 though they had this friendship, it's like a weird friendship. Mm-hmm. They're only together every day because they would otherwise be completely alone. Mm-hmm. They live alone. Uh, I mean, one guy live with, lives with his sister who he's kind of like putting up until she gets a job. And yeah. then she leaves. He's alone again. Like, he, ha- he has his poor donkey for a little while. Yeah, but it's it's just super about how everyone's alone, and they're trying to, like, find what they can. They're, like, do what they can just to get by. And then it turns into, like, this weird... Like, it, like the friendship thing is still weird, but it's more like they're getting... I don't even know how to describe this. 
it's they're doing things to satisfy themselves and their own aloneness and they're doing it to what would seem like a friend but it's not really a friend it's just someone who happens to be there mhm because the island's so small that their friends yeah would never be friends yeah I I spent a lot of time in Ohio for I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast, but I, I spent some time there for with some family and worked there in a small town in Ohio. And I was there for most of most of a year. And during that time I worked construction. And ate Subway every day. And ate Subway. Did I talk <laughs> about this? Yeah. Yes. So yeah. Not Subway every day, but enough Subway. <laughs> subway to or not Papa John's right? anymore. Yeah, right. <laughs> Yep. So I have talked about that part of it. Yeah. <clears throat> so we, anyways, I, you know, I came from, I actually related a little bit to Colum, his like plight that he was in. Uh, not that I'm like, oh, I'm so smart and I'm around so many dumb people. Not that. But no, I the, mean, even the search for even like looking at him, she's right. He's dull. Like, he, yeah, they yeah. both are. But he, he just had, he was also dealing with something yeah. under the surface and it was, this is how it was sort of expressing itself, you know, mm-hmm. which was not necessarily what was happening with me. Maybe who knows, but there was a lot of, uh, you mentioned just you know, these people are just there and they're only friends because they're there. Like they're by proximity. Yeah. Which, um, which in a weird way can make you enemies. Feel, well, I mean like, <laughs> or even more alone, more lonely. Yeah. yeah. That was sort of my experience in my way into this movie was that time that I spent there was I was, I had friends who I, you know, some I enjoyed more than others, but overall there was definitely a sense of like, man, I don't really have, like, we don't have a lot to talk about. Yeah. Like we don't have a lot to say to each other beyond just, you know, the trivial stuff. And like, once you get past that point, what I found in my horse's poo. Yeah. (laughs) And exactly. And once you try to go beyond that point, sometimes, you know, you push to see if, if you can. And then a lot of times, and in the case uh, in my case, it almost, almost never, sometimes, uh, would never go beyond that. Um, and so it became very lonely there, even though I was around people. Mm-hmm. Uh, there just wasn't. And so I I could see where Colin, you know, was Brendan Gleeson. Is that the actor's name? Yeah. yeah. I could see where his character was coming from. You know, that's sort of, I could, I could, I can understand why he would be dealing with despair and even if that wasn't the cause of the despair if that was just coming from something else i can see how that might compound and make it worse yeah i mean it seems like he was nearing the end of his life and he wanted to leave a legacy so the primary thing in his head was i'm wasting all day talking to this idiot or yeah i mean if you do the same thing every day you know they met at the pub at the same time all every day all that stuff like that was very that was my experience in Ohio. It was just like, we do this at this time, we go to this thing, and then we go to this thing. And a lot of people there were very content, at least on the surface, with that way of life. But I found it very difficult. Yeah, I would imagine as long as you like, you know, don't think about it. Don't think about it. And maybe that's what they were doing. <laughs> just Who get, knows? Just get lost in the Who habit knows? of it all. And if, if you can really appreciate the moment, then that's okay. But it becomes like this existential dread thing where yeah. you're doing the same thing every day. It's a waste. Because you only have so much life, and you're doing the same thing every day. What am I doing? Mm-hmm. And it's a countdown. I've got to do something. Yeah. Too. 
And that's not a, that's just, I don't say all that to knock the state of Ohio. <laughs> Imagine there's oh, plenty no, of places like, that are fine to live. But the people it, that, particularly people where I was, was very. can do that and live like that and be fully present in those moments forever, they're happier people. Maybe, yeah. No, they are. Like, 100%. <laughs> like, no, you're wrong. They are, they are happy. Uh, they are. Like, scientifically proven. The the smarter you are, the more depressed you are. <laughs> That's a thing. I'm not saying they weren't smart. <laughs> well, I mean, all right. Who's the type to look at their life and feel like they're wasting it with existential countdown? Yeah, I guess that would make you unhappy if that's the yes. Answer. I mean, that the person who's smart in that way. I wouldn't say. Ph- yeah, I would say you're more of a, a maybe a deeper thinker, not necessarily smart. Sure, deeper deeper thinker. There were definitely that. some smart. I'm fine people, with that. So. But who knows? But yeah, the the deeper thinkers are definitely the. Uh, at least more likely to be depressed than yeah. someone who's just like, guess what I did yesterday? Guess what I get to do again today? We get to go to the bar and have a pint. It's like, well, that's great. And if you can get lost in that and and it's fun, do that. Like, yeah. why would you do anything else? Like, if that's your version of, if that's your version of paradise, if that's your version of heaven, go for it. There's no reason to not do that. Like that got me thinking about the end of In Bruges. Okay. Which you haven't, haven't seen. seen. Same two guys. Yeah, same actors. Uh They're playing Hitman. Okay. I don't know if you want me to spoil it. I mean. There's, there's super not much to spoil except for like one thing really. So I won't spoil that thing. Okay. I haven't seen it yet. So maybe you just telling me more about it will make me watch it. The setup. To, I'll. This is probably something you're going to think is a spoiler, but it's in the setup to the movie. Okay. Like, it was in the trailer. Okay. You're supposed to go into the movie knowing this. Brandon Brandon Gleason, <laughs> Brandon Gleason gets the call to kill his partner, Mercenary. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, that's, yeah. And he takes, this all happens. Standard assassin This movie. all happens in, in Bruges, the city Bruges. Uh-huh. But at the... At the end of the movie, Colin Farrell is questioning whether hell is lit like doing the same thing every day mm. or like just constantly. I think the, I think it's verbatim is being stuck in bruises for the rest of eternity. So I took that as kind of doing the same thing every mm. day. So then when this movie. When Banshees starts, I'm like, they're doing the same thing every day. I'm like, it's, it's the fe- same guys. Well, well, just yeah, but it feels like, yeah, maybe like a hell version of these uh-huh. other two Irish assassins. Yeah, sort of. And that's what I went into this movie kind of thinking maybe it It's was. sort of like a sister film. It's like yeah. not a sequel, not a not connected, but kind of connected. Uh, yeah, but it's like their version of, yeah, what, yeah. They, what he was considering hell maybe That's was. cool. I like that. <clears throat> I definitely want to see Ambrosius more now since I enjoyed this one so much. I mean, those actors are great. I, you know, I remember it's, it's, the, it's funny. The same, it's the same director too, so it's written with the same like Feels the same way. banter back and forth. Colin Farrell is like he. <laughs> the first time I ever saw him in a film was in the Ben Affleck. Oh, what is it called? Mm, it's a superhero. No, yeah, that's blind. Daredevil. Daredevil. 
the Ben Affleck Daredevil. Yeah, and he was and he's uh, the bullseye. Bullseye. And I remember thinking he was super cool, and I thought <laughs> at the time I was like really young, and I just thought you know I, I my favorite movie and favorite actor changed week to week, and I was just like I. Colin Farrell's my favorite. I was actor. gonna say, I was you gonna know? say it's, it's probably like, Phone Booth, but from, it was I, probably definitely I, Bullseye first. Phone Booth was shortly after that, but I was not allowed to watch that movie. I didn't see <laughs> Phone Booth until like ten years after it came out. I love Phone Booth because it was my my favorite show was Twenty Four at the time. Oh yeah, and it was like he's a bad he's guy. It, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but I thought the uh, yeah I just thought that was funny how that's my like my introduction to this actor and he's so good that it's like why on earth were, was that that's just such a terrible <laughs> introduction to that actor so but i've been happy to see him flourish since then Got a bunch of things since then and yeah i think my favorite thing that he does is <laughs> kind of play like a simple kind of dorky mm-hmm. guy but then like you really care for his emotions because he's really good yeah he's really good at emoting and like telling you how he feels the the actor that plays dominic is someone who gets typecasted a lot Mm -hmm. as kind of creepy odd people he was in the green knight the reason this podcast exists and Uh, uh, he was also like a friend no he was one of the uh bandits that uh, attacks him when he goes off on his journey yeah, yeah yeah Then he is also in. <laughs> I, was gonna, the, I was just gonna spoil uh, it really quick. The, <laughs> when he totally dies and the rest of the movie is a dream. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep. <clears throat> no, a lot of not a lot of people talk about that being a possibility, but for some reason, I mean, it shows I, you a dead body. I know, it? but I think people just think, oh, it's just kind of like this, like Literally. what if thing. But I'm like, no, I think that's actually, I think he dies. That's just, that's just <laughs> and the rest body. of the movie, like he's this, and the rest of the movie is the legend that was born from, yes, he went off and he must have done these things, but none of it actually happened, you know? I liked it. I don't know. This is a dream of how great he became, even yeah. though he died on the way. Literally yeah. outside the castle. <laughs> so. I mean, I hope that's, I in a way, I hope that's our own version of all of our heavens, you know? Mm. Like we all we all get to go out and like live the rest of our lives like that and like the oh like the best way because he gets to be such a cool guy at the end of that movie. <laughs> so okay, I'm gonna take a big detour here because I that question interests or that idea interests me. Let's just talk about the afterlife for what just happens a when second. You die. Okay, let's talk about what happens when we die. Not not from any particular religious perspective. But let's just say that there is an afterlife, for, hypothetically, okay? We're just, for conversation, we're saying there is an afterlife. Uh, do you, would you want that afterlife to be a almost like metaphorical exploration and search for understanding and meaning of your own lived life? Much like what we're talking about with the Green Knight, where he sort of is like then discovering more about himself as he goes on this journey and discovering what kind of man he really is mm-hmm. or do you want it to just be like nope we we are completely aware that we did die and we are now just in part two that is like better somehow i think the whole i think the whole thing we put on an afterlife being better than now is so we are okay with suffering now, which is 
a positive trait, but I think sounds like a conspiracy theory. I think people in power, like the Catholic Church, or they weren't the first ones to do it, but they're the ones who did it with Christianity. Uh-huh. They took what was there and they turned it into suffer now, suffer for us, make like make make us great. Make this other thing great that God <laughs> built. We didn't build it. God put me as Pope. You serve me your entire life. Do good. You're gonna get rewarded later on. It, it does. It does suspiciously feel <laughs> a little bit like that. Yes, I get that. And it's gonna be so good for you later on. <laughs> like I said, I wasn't trying to critique any particular <laughs> religious view of the no, afterlife. No, it's a. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is but I my take on it. I for sure. asked for that since I'm asking you, Jeremiah, about this. But <laughs> I, <laughs> I think. Well, I mean, because a lot of times people, I mean, there, uh, nobody knows. You know, obviously, if they're even no but one, again, no one, no one knows. Know. But I'm, I'm yeah. just asking you personally. Would you want your life to be kind of this, no. like this Green Knight, Be- um, like better off, uh, Sixth Sense? Like sort of like coming to terms with better off second life and second life is forever. I don't I don't know. I don't know that that would make me any happier, truthfully. Yeah, or even just an afterlife that's just more of the same, but like with maybe more of the same feels fine. Have you ever seen what's it? Bear me, Jeremy. No, Jeremy Bearmies. Good place. The good place. Uh, no, I have not seen it. Well, without spoiling any, it's fine. I'm not going to watch it. You should. I I don't think I will. It doesn't really seem like my kind of thing. It's like a put put it on in the background. While, oh. while you're doing <laughs> See, else. I don't do that though. So, <laughs> well, if you ever have, if you ever have something, and you're like, I could, I guess something could be on in the background right now. Look at good place. Okay, <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll keep that in mind. They, uh, <laughs> by the end of season whatever like the last season they're living eternally in their good place and they're getting kind of bored mm. i mean as one would be expected to do and they decide that the only the only way to make something worthwhile this is kind of what pinocchio dives into a little bit is to have an ending is to have a death mm-hmm. And even if you don't experience that death, you don't have to experience the death yet to know that the death is coming at some yeah. point. So they put in the middle of a garden, they put a portal where once you pass through the portal, you're gone forever. And just putting that there makes them happy again. Mm. And they live, they, they have periods of time because they start living so long that time's wibbly wobbly and uh, one guy plots it out for him and it ends up looking like somebody signed the name in cursive Jeremy Baramy. So they start <laughs> measuring time in uh, an eternity of time is a Jeremy Baramy. Okay. So they start counting time in like, that was like 27 Jeremy Baramies ago. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so they, they're living eternities. But they're like like they'd only been living like two hundred years in heaven, and they're like, "This is so boring." But mm. knowing that knowing that they could leave it, and knowing that death is there at some point, way off, 
literally whenever you want it. Mm-hmm. If you want, like that makes time worthwhile. Eternities of time, and they're happy. And then eventually, some of them like actually choose to end and go through the portal, and that in turn makes some other characters like, oh, I gotta. Uh, I feel like I haven't done anything. Like I gotta experience life. Let's go. And then, like they start over mm. again and again and again. That and there's there's this one story that's just I mean it's super blasphemous, I guess, but it's I can't remember who wrote it, but it's a really short story about one guy experiencing one life, and then. In the, like, right after he dies, he's talking to God or or a, a universal power of some sort. And he's like, uh, okay, you ready to go back? Like, the power asks him. He goes, go back. He goes, yeah. Are you ready to go back and do it again? And he goes, do what again? I don't want to live that same life again. He goes, no, 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 no. Not the same life. Uh, another person. What, and it's like basically like what are you talking about and it comes out it comes out after a while that this person the protagonist of the story is living every life of every person that's ever lived from his own personal experience mm. he's like he re, the time is being rerouted and like every person throughout history is just him and in in living everyone's life and living that many times and that long, he finally, at the end of it, will ascend to Godhood. That's pretty wild. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but that's awesome. That's interesting. I've always thought that the idea of like reincarnation and that seems like it's sort of like a, a version of that is, is very beautiful. It seems honestly like when you think about all the different types of afterlifes that people talk about, even, you know, my own faith version, uh, I still think reincarnation's better. Like it sounds better on paper. Like you're, you know, there's always, you're going to be Randy and for eternity. You're well, Randy. cause I mean, it's like hard. I want to be the rock. I really want to be the rock. I want to be the rock. Just one time. But the, and I don't mean just like, and I'm not even talking about the version you just mentioned, but just how reincarnation beautiful general. is that? That is very cool. Oh, God. because it's like, I mean, it's like last of us two on steroids. Yes. <laughs> it's walking a mile in the other person's shoes. Like, how um, you like whoever wrote that cool. story. I can't remember. God, I want to tell you the name of the story. I'll look it up probably for, okay. for next time, but it's yeah, like so it's, it's really short. It's so beautiful. I Such just, a great idea, whoever wrote it to you. Like, oh my god, like so good. Like you're un, you're unbelievably good at, at everything you've ever done. <laughs> everything for you've writing. Ever done. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I think that that idea that you know, because a lot of times people think of the afterlife as like a place where there's just no suffering, there's no no tears, and like all that stuff. And that sounds like. I know to a lot of people that sounds great, but to me, I'm not there. It sounds like well then. If there is no sadness and there is no tears, there is no, you know, there's only joy. Well, then there's no joy. Like you, if can't, have, all, you, you can't, can't have one without the other. I don't. So, I don't understand people I don't, who don't accept good feelings without bad feelings, or I don't. I don't understand people who are like, like especially like God, a good God created good feelings. It's like, well, where did the bad feelings come from? He he made those too. 
And that's how you experience good feelings. <laughs> and bad feelings aren't supposed to be forever, but bad feelings are good. Like, mm-hmm. you're supposed to have... Could you imagine some psychopath being born and being like, I've never been sad. You're supposed to be sad. Yeah. Like, that's part of being a human. I understand why people don't want to be sad. You shouldn't want but, to because it's a bad feeling. But it, yes, but I... But bad doesn't mean <laughs> evil. Like, right. like, it's not a sin to mm-hmm. be sad. But honestly, most of the be- most beautiful stories and, like, not just fictional stories, but stories of people's lives here in this life involve a lot of sadness and they're beautiful because of that bad emotion bad things and and all kinds of stuff and and so it it feels it feels like if there is an afterlife that is free of those things then it is one that i and and everyone cannot comprehend or it's not like that at all and it it is uh wouldn't it be more like i'm a thief and I'm in an interrogation room, and a cop puts a dollar in front of me and goes, steal it if you want to. Am I going to steal that dollar? I don't know. Are no! You? <laughs> Who would steal that dollar? <laughs> like, are you crazy? <laughs> but that doesn't mean my my negative feelings aren't there. That doesn't mean my tendency to... To do those sinful things is erased and like can't be accessed. Mm-hmm. It just means I'm not gonna. Why would you do that? Like, of course you're not gonna do that. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Know. It just yeah, it feels like either it's something that is incomprehensible uh, for us, and that there's maybe some you know that's the next uh, dimension, you know, or the next fifteen dimensions or whatever. Where it's like, yeah, we can't understand the fourth dimension because we're in the third, you know, type of thing. Well, I've um, always, like, or, growing up in the Christian church, it was like, well, when you receive your new body, you get a new mind, and there are no bad feelings. And God, like, takes away all, like, so he's turning me into a weird robot? That's what, that's the thing. A lot of times what ends up happening when people try to explain, like, at least, okay, now we're just getting into it, but they explain <laughs> the Christian afterlife. Especially uh, Christian It, it becomes yeah. that. It's very whitewashed and boring and, like, Absolutely. You know, people that honestly want to have conversations about it and you say, well, you know, this is why, this is why, (laughs) this is why Christian movies suck (laughs) because there's no conflict. And we all, like anybody who who knows anything about story knows that in order to have a story, you have have to have have conflict. conflict. And so your life is meaningless without conflict. If you have nothing to overcome, what's the point? So it like just being like, yeah, we have access to all the best things i can do all the cool things that i want i can go mountain climbing every day in the afterlife it's amazing yeah I mean, eventually they're, they're doing that boring. in the good place yeah. and they uh they well spoiler the good place is a joke they're in the bad place okay the the uh devil is trying to trick them into thinking they're in the good place to torture them because they shouldn't be in the good place because these are all bad people gotcha <laughs> So he's trying to torture them with the fact that they accidentally slipped into heaven and they have it good, but they finally make it to the real heaven, like in season three, four, or five, and it's just a bunch of zombies, like uh, not zombie zombies, but just like people like at a dance party and they're just like, I don't care, I don't yeah. care about anything, because for a thousand years they've had the best party yeah. and it never ends, man. 
And look at that. There's a chocolate fountain over there. You want to go over the chocolate fountain? No. I've done it like 10,000 times. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's kind of like, I don't know. It feels like, what? Uh, we're getting real deep here today <laughs> in our conversation about the Banshees of Insurance. <laughs> what, what's the point of the life we are living now if it doesn't, if it's not some sort of precursor to what is to come? I don't mean what's the point of, if, if there is an afterlife, then why has this why would life different? now been set up the way it has been? Why, if it's why would, not, for why would us it be to, set up different than yeah. as, as a test? Exactly, that's the kind of thing. It's a, it feels more like maturing. It feels like what we're doing here is more about growing in a natural way and not just suddenly being better, but growing through the process of becoming better. And so, the afterlife can be seen as more like it's a prize, or it's more of that, but. The next step in that, and I actually think that is more beautiful yeah, than yeah, just like live here my, we have foosball tables and ping pong and and uh, <laughs> Nintendo sixty fours. You like Nintendo sixty four? You can do it all you want. You want to go to explore the stars? Go explore the stars, and that's that sounds <laughs> cool. And you could probably do that for a long time, but not for eternity. With a control Nintendo sixty four with, with a, a controller, controller from an alternate dimension <laughs> where they didn't have that stupid design. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> This is the best version of 64. <clears throat> yeah. But the <laughs> but you can only play Mario Kart cuz those other games got killing in it and Well, technically when he kills stuff. Well, no it, more Mario say, Kart. Yeah, we just you, found you out there's killing in Mario Kart. It's out. Like the head angels like there's only Tetris. Mario Kart. Kart? I guess we can't have that. It's only Tetris. <laughs> And the Bible game. And the Bible game. <laughs> where Jesus is in a cart and he's racing the devil. But even, even like the part where it's like where it talks about Jesus being killed or something, they like X that out. <laughs> no, 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 no. No one dies. No one dies. I don't know. The afterlife is so such a weird thing. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I think just when any anytime we try to explain it, we just go. What sounds good to us? And I, I realize there's stuff in the Bible and there's stuff in other scriptures too that talk about it. And then it's like, yeah, okay. But nothing nothing real concrete. Nothing real like, <laughs> how about, here's what it is. It's more like vague How about a city that's a mile and, cubed with yeah. gates that are made out okay. of pearls. It's like, yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Which to me, it's funny because it like that probably sounded cool to people in that time period. But to us, it just sounds like, so are we like, well, I, is I, there Wi-Fi I, or? <laughs> I honestly have thought like, what if, what if that was the world's like weirdest ver- vision of him seeing like a giant supercomputer and oh, where all of our consciences are uploaded <laughs> like San Junipero. Oh geez. But it's a mile cube. Yeah. And like, like, I don't know. Like he's ang- angels are the caretakers of the IT components of this thing and we we're living forever quote unquote in San Junipero. I don't know. I thought that was a weird like science fictiony take on uh, the especially like the mile cubed thing. Yeah. Gosh, okay, that makes me think of there's a book by Stephen King. Oh gosh, what is it? I need to remember what it's called because I'm going to spoil the crap out of it. And I don't want people to be like, I don't know what book You're it spoiled. is. You're That's spoiled. the one I was on, going to read next. You, you know? spoiled uh, cellular, not the stand. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, 
That would be funny. <laughs> was like the only. Have you seen Star Wars? Two of the things. Well, Snape I know kills Stephen Dumbledore, yeah. and you're like, "What? No, that's oh gosh." Those are two of the Stephen King things. I know. Wait, I can do more. Pet Cemetery, Carrie. Oh, that might be that might be hitting the limit of my Stephen King. <laughs> okay, hold on. Oh, Revival. There we go. It's the book Revival. I'm going to spoil the ending to Revival. <gasps> Okay, I feel like I probably talked about revival on this before. I know I've talked about it with you before, but anyways, it, long story short, this this past, you know, we've been talking about lightning earlier. This guy, this this <laughs> former pastor, has sort of lost his faith in God and wants to prove to the world that the like the afterlife is that, real. That God is not good. Oh, I was like, Pre- so, this is preacher, <laughs> and that uh, yeah, that preacher, yeah, no, it's, it's called revival, and. He experiments with with electricity and beyond our capabilities now, and ends up finding a way to like tap into like the realm beyond this one. It's a long story. It, it's much more down to earth than than it sounds right now. But at the very end, yeah, right now you're the very very end, Xenogears. it goes nuts. Yeah, <laughs> and they actually go through and see the afterlife, and it's like. These giant, like, horrifying bug creatures that are just there to, like, eternally consume us. And there's just a line of people that are just waiting to be consumed by these things. And it's, like, it's absolutely horrifying. (laughs) And you're, like, and then they come back and, like, you're, like, well, what the heck do they live for now if they know that's what's waiting for them? For whatever you can and try not to die. But it, and that's kind of what the main character has to do is he's like basically like Stephen King likes to do this where he like he kind of throws big ideas out right at the end and then doesn't talk about doesn't talk about them solve it. and you're like well hold on, hold on a second wait a second go let's, back to the box let's go back to this because we need to know if we build a weapon we can take <laughs> if we build a weapon yeah. I've seen Mass Effect three yeah. I mean, he does that a little bit in Under the Dome where there's like a really cool story going on and at the very end, it's like, also this is happening and you're like, wait, hold on, what? What? <laughs> it happened in It too. Not in the movie version, but in the book version, there's some crazy stuff that happens at the end of that book that you're like, hold on. I thought this was a story about children and bikes and a clown. Something about something about aliens now and bubbles or something. Oh, there's a giant turtle. Yeah, giant turtle. Yeah. <laughs> and he's some sort of guardian of the universe <laughs> or something. I don't know what's happening here. <laughs> so, turtles? <laughs> Anyways. Well, uh, I love Banshees of Inishirin. I think it's a great movie. That's so good. I recommend it to anybody. If Out of all three movies that we saw this year that involved fingers Finger. being removed <laughs> i think this is my favorite it's the one that i will go back and watch more often than the others <laughs> i think it would show the menu to more people you think you would yeah huh yeah okay Fair i wouldn't like i wouldn't like get my mom and be like hey come watch banshees yeah but eh, i'd probably show her the menu. don't get me wrong i liked bones and all and i like the menu i just i think there's something about Banshee's Vanishing that just it's it's probably deep. Yeah. I mean it's deeper. It would definitely lead. To, well, maybe not definitely lead to a deeper conversation afterwards, but 
definitely has the potential to, and yeah. it did with us. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. How much deeper can you get? Like, I know. We start talking, talking about, about the afterlife now. Maybe it's just we haven't talked in a while either, so we're just like, we got to talk about everything. What happens <laughs> after we die, Jeremiah? <laughs> I don't know what happened before. <gasps> Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> this is about movies? <laughs>